Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. We wanted to check in for a few minutes with Dr. Yvonne Williams, local GP based at Challen Medical Centre. And uh, good morning to you, Yvonne. Good morning, Joe. So what is the sense then among you and other GPs? Are you happy with how the rollout of the vaccine for COVID-19 is going? Uh, in short, no. It, it's been a little bit chaotic, I suppose. The main issues have been around communication and, and the logistics around delivery. So it hasn't run as smoothly as we would like. And the HC have acknowledged that. And we have been promised that as of next week, uh, GP practices will know a week in advance when their delivery is due to come and the deliveries will arrive when they are meant to arrive into the surgery. So the patients aren't, I suppose, disappointed, you know, that if you're told that your vaccine is going to happen on Thursday and you very much have been waiting for this since, since last year for many people, it's awful to get a call last minute to say that the clinic is cancelled or that there isn't a dose of vaccine for you. So GPs have been, not in every instance, but in some instances, setting up the clinics, getting in touch uh, with uh, patients on the basis that the vaccine will arrive at the surgery. It doesn't arrive. And then those people have to be called back at short notice and told, no, uh, you'll have to come at another time. Yeah, and I suppose there's a two twofold, two sides to that problem. One is that for that particular day or afternoon that you have three or four staff allocated to vaccinate, other patients haven't been able to access the surgery for, for normal care because you're keeping all those staff free to run the vaccine clinic properly. So you have all those patients that would have liked an appointment that have had to wait a few extra days and then you have the patients that are obviously going to be cancelled and then you have to find a slot for them at short notice the following week. So you, it's, it's causing, I suppose, a knock-on effect, you know, into the following week. And GP practices are, are busy places, you know, unlike, I suppose, the outpatient clinics, We've stayed open and stayed going. Some of the consultations are done over the phone or by video, but patients are coming in to, to GP practices every day. So it has a, a big knock-on effect into the following week's work when this happens. The HSE are aware of it. They, they have promised that it, it's not going to be an issue. But for this week alone, for example, we've been told my vaccines are due to arrive on Friday, but I won't be told until Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday evening if that's actually going to happen. So it's very hard even to plan a staff roster and to give patients appointments for, for Friday and for Monday until we know whether those vaccines are actually going to come in or not. And have you and your practice been affected by this? Yeah, so our first batch of vaccines, which would have arrived um, Friday a week ago, they arrived on the Friday morning, but we never got the, the special syringes that you need to deliver the Pfizer vaccine. They never arrived and they haven't arrived since. Um, we're not sure where they where they went. So we had to um, borrow syringes from local pharmacies and from a local hospital. Um, and between four different sources, we managed to have enough to, to give out the vaccine, but they weren't the ideal syringes and it meant that we weren't able to get that extra dose that your listeners might hear people talking about in the Pfizer vaccine you can get six doses out of every tiny little bottle but if you're lucky and you're very careful we're talking you know a third of a milliliter tiny amounts you can with a special needle get an extra dose out of some of those bottles or all of them so you know we would have liked to have been able to do that just to, to make the most use out of these really precious vaccines and we weren't able to do that we've been told that this isn't going to happen anymore and, and we hope so I suppose there's a long history of over promising and under delivering in the hate to see whether it's outpatient waiting lists or waiting times in A&E and we just we don't want to see it happen with the vaccines we, we want to see it run smoothly it's too important for people not to get it right and we've had a long time to plan this you know the vaccines we've known they're coming since last year Now the Taoiseach made it pretty clear what the intention of the government was in his speech a few weeks ago about extending lockdown he said that by the end of June 82% of the population of the Republic of Ireland would have at least the first dose and 55% of us would also have had our second dose of the vaccine. 
Do you think that's realistic at this point? I think it's very optimistic and I suppose we've had, a, particularly in relation to health in this country, we, we just have years of promises that just they have not been able to meet the targets that they set and I think that causes more frustration for, for people, for the public, for patients, for staff working in the healthcare system because it would be better maybe to have a more realistic, cautious approach and promise what you know you can absolutely deliver. Some of this is out of our control. You know, the issues with AstraZeneca, they don't apply to the over 70s but they have slowed down the rollout of the vaccine. I don't think anyone can blame the Irish government for that. And hopefully there will be other vaccines coming. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine would be a one-shot vaccine. That would be a game-changer. It would be wonderful if that gets approved in Europe and that's effective. Um, that could be rolled out very, very quickly. Then you'd get double the amount of people vaccinated if you only need one dose. You we're chatting to local GP, Dr Yvonne Williams. Were you surprised to hear the Taoiseach state that so categorically in his speech? Yes, I think it's it's difficult to be so so clear and so sure about anything to do with COVID and, and vaccinations because it can change so quickly. And because we're getting our supply through the EU, we can't guarantee any supply in any given month. We can only promise that we will do the very best with what with what we get. Um, so I think it would be, I suppose, a more a wiser approach, but it would be to be more cautious. I think where he was coming from, I don't know, may have been just to try and give people more hope. You know, to keep people's spirits up. A lot of people are reporting boredom and frustration and there's a lot of mental health issues and loneliness during this particular lockdown. People are finding it harder, particularly in January and February. It was very tough on people. So I think that's where the government may be coming from. They're trying to keep people's spirits up and let them know that, you know, by the summer things will be much better. A lot more people will be vaccinated so that we all uh, stay in this together to keep that sense of solidarity that we really need. And do you think that the government will come under immense pressure if, as Boris Johnson suggests, the UK, England specifically in his case, will be fully reopened by the 21st of June? I think it will make it harder for us, but I suppose Britain have gone down a different path and they've had a different vaccine approval process. So it, it is the same as comparing, I suppose, Ireland to another country outside the EU. It, it's not the same for us as for them, but it's going to cause us particular problems with Northern Ireland, with people who live on one side of the border, work on the other. Uh, for people on holidays, you know, for Donegal, they would have a lot of tourists from Northern Ireland and vice versa. So I, Arlene Foster has already raised this issue and I think suggested that we approach the UK and, and look to borrow any surplus vaccines they may have from them. Yeah. Um, One other point, um, Yvonne, you're not called a a GP, a general practitioner for nothing. And does it mean, in essence, that there are other parts of general practice that are being slowed significantly by this? And what are the knock-on effects of that? Yeah, so on any given day, if we're giving out the Pfizer vaccine, which is the one we've been given, the the restrictions on it are quite tight so you need a nurse and a doctor mixing the vaccine together because it's quite a delicate process and you need one nurse waiting in the waiting room watching all the patients to make sure that nobody has a reaction to it so if you compare that to a normal flu vaccine clinic you don't have a member of, of nursing staff standing in a waiting area checking on people watching them and um, so you're losing staff from other areas so it does it does delay people accessing you know, other care for their diabetes or their heart disease and so on. I think most people understand at the moment that vaccinating the elderly is a huge priority. We want to keep our elderly people safe out of hospital. Um, And some people over 70, we're calling them elderly, but they're fit, active members of the community. Many of them are still working. So we want to keep them safe. People do understand that there is a knock-on effect. But I can't understand, I suppose, why other members of the healthcare force aren't being used to do these vaccinations. It would be possible to use other therapists, pharmacists and so on to, to give out the vaccine 
things and if that would speed things up I think that would be a good idea. Mm. Finally, this Friday the 12th of March is the first anniversary of Leo Varadkar then Taoiseach's speech in Washington um, sending kids home from schools and creche and asking people to work from home where possible. Really the start of lockdown although the formal lockdown didn't happen for another couple of weeks. 12 months from now will we be out of this? I would hope so. I think we're going to have a situation where we probably need a booster for a COVID vaccine maybe every year or 18 months looking at the latest data that came out on immunity. There's actually good news. So people who've had COVID-19 um, and now they're a close contact with somebody else, that immunity is considered to last for six months rather than three months. So that's very good news for people who already had COVID in the last six months. You know, they're considered to be immune for twice as long as we would have thought and, and effort have clarified that in, in the last week. So there's good news coming out, but I do think we will need a booster. I do think the, the hand hygiene, the two metre distancing, those sorts of measures are probably something that we're going to live with and adjust to over time. Okay, very good. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time. As always, we really appreciate it. Uh, That is Dr. Yvonne Williams there, GP based at the Shannon Medical Centre. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.